When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today is July 2nd, 2007, and you're listening to episode number 39 in the Taylor Merrick podcast sponsored by GoDaddy. Today you'll learn booms go bust, visual branding, and the iPhone. Welcome to the Taylor Merrick Podcast, the three-in-one podcast on finances, business, and technology. Podcasting to you from the studios of TaylorMerrick.com, located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Here's your host, Taylor Merrick. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Taylor Merrick Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Welcome, especially if you are a new listener. And for those of you who don't know, today, not today, in a couple days from now, see, I'm already getting ahead of myself, in a couple days from now, there's going to be the 4th of July, of course today is July 2nd, and so it's 4th of July, Independence Day for us here in the state, so we'll be celebrating that, and this is somewhat of a special episode, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that, you know, fireworks going, everything and all the parties and such, as I'm sure you are, and if you have a uh, any financial, business, or podcast questions, you can call our toll-free number, 1-866-TMP-2860. Don't forget to donate to the Taylor Merrick Podcast College Fund. You can find full details by going to the website, taylormerrick.com, and it'll, it'll be on the page. You just might have to look on it, but it'll be in the show notes. Don't forget to join in the conversation at the Taylor Merrick Podcast Forums. And, of course, our new sponsor, or our re-sponsor <laughs> that came back is GoDaddy. And, glad to have him on board. Yep, go to my PC is finished up, but you can still head on out there and get the deals by having it, testing it free for 30 days by going to go to mypc.com forward slash podcast. As for today's episode, number 39, which has been sponsored by GoDaddy. For finances, you learn booms go bust. For business, you learn about visual branding. And for technology, you learn about the iPhone. What else? <laughs> Are you looking for a place to get a domain name or web hosting? Well, then look no further. GoDaddy is the answer to all your questions. They have 24-7 technical support, reachable on a phone. They have... 
best domain name pricing you can find anywhere. They have everything and anything that you need to make and get and keep your piece of the internet and make your piece of the internet successful. And when you go out to GoDaddy.com to purchase your domain names, why don't you use these two codes to help you save next time you purchase? And when you're in a checkout line, you have your web hosting order ready for when you're getting web hosting through GoDaddy. Use the code POD11, P-O-D-11, to save 10% on that. Or just in general, buying a domain name or anything else, use the code BLUE11, B-L-U-1-1. Try GoDaddy today, own your piece of the internet, and save. For finances today, it is booms go bust. And, of course, this this is an article from Robert Kiyosaki. And you can find that at uh, finance.yahoo.com. Link to this will be in the show notes. He was He's writing about uh, saying that booms are going bust. And he wrote about a real estate bubble saying that the crash was coming. And it has, in a way, it might not be noticeable, but it has crashed. And he says, first of all, it's no big deal to predict boom and bust. All markets boom and bust. It's just easier to predict a bust because the signs are so obvious, like excess euphoria, easy access to money, huge profits, and scores of happy amateurs entering the market, which should always be an early warning sign to start pulling out if you're a professional in that market. Now, booms are harder to predict. They start silently, like okay, corn's buried in the ground. Don't notice them until they're towering trees. For example, Microsoft or Google. <laughs> oh, you really didn't even know that. Just, you wake up the next day and everyone's saying, yeah, Google this, Google that, and you're coming. Well, I think it'd be the same thing for uh, Apple too and our iPhone. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can tell you already. Sort of annoyed at me that I mentioned that, but. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how Microsoft and Google and Apple were making big names and. They didn't know about it until they were sitting big, huge trees smack right in front of you. Now, paradoxically, that means bust are better because we can see them coming. It gives us time to prepare and makes it easier to capitalize on them. Now, the coming bust started in 1971. That was the year Richard Nixon took the United States off the gold standard, was converting the U.S. dollar from money to currency, that is, from an asset to a liability and an instrument of debt. That year, the dollar died. Now, after Nixon was forced out of office, the U.S. economy went to a slump under Presidents Ford and Carter. We had high inflation and low growth, otherwise known as stagflation, before Ronald Reagan and his dedication to supply-side economics, or they called Reaganomics, came along. Now, Reagan cut taxes and started borrowing money, increasing the national debt. As a nation and as a people, we began borrowing and spending to spur the economy, and the economy boomed until 2000. Then it began to sink after 9-11. We lowered interest rates and began printing money, and more money. In 2003 and 04, Bank of Japan, if you didn't notice already, created 35 trillion yen to save the dollar and their economy. It was like a loan of $320 billion to the United States 
and probably prevented a run on the dollar. Now this loan kept interest rates low, which prolonged the boom with easy money from cheap debt. Problem is that interest rates are now beginning to rise, and the mountains of debt will have to be paid back. If interest rates rise and the economy slows, a severe crash could occur. Crash caused by years of accumulating debt in order to spur the economy. Now the world has never been in this position before, and the whole world <laughs> is involved. So this is going to be a new thing for everybody. Because Nixon's actions in 1971 made in the United States into a virtual empire, and whether he might not have known if he did do this or didn't, but... Um, something happening, and we have no clue what to really expect. Because this, we're, this is the first time it's ever happening. Now, as an empire, we began dictating the terms of world trade, and if you wanted to do business with us, you had to accept our new dollar as gold. Now, unfortunately, the world complied. And I've been reading some stuff about the United States government that's making me start to second-guess who's really running... America, is it a bunch of bankers, or uh, Congress, or if it's president, or if it's the way that the Founding Fathers put it, so it's it's kind of disturbing, and I won't tell you. Now, if you really want to know, you can ask me, but, uh, it's sort of interesting, and could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, don't entirely know. Now, what today is happening is China is shipping us products and we ship them dollars. Problem is that the Chinese can't spend those dollars and if they did the price of their currency, the yuan, would go up. Why? Well, it's simply supply and demand. Simple economics. So instead of spending their US dollars in China, the Chinese buy our assets, especially US bonds with them. Now because they buy our bonds, interest in the United States remain low and low interest rates encourage Americans to borrow more money. Now, this causes a bubble in real estate and the stock market. The problem is almost as bad in China. Now, Chinese are using U.S. debt as collateral to borrowing yuan to finance projects within their country. With the Chinese economy booming and in preparation for the 2008 Olympics, the Chinese have gone shopping, and they want to look good for the world. Now, using Chinese debt collateralized by U.S. debt, they began buying national resources from all over the world. Consequently, countries that are rich in natural resources, such as Canada and Australia, are booming. Now, real estate and stock markets in those countries are hot. But the global boom is clearly built on a mountain of debt. And, is, and then you ask me the question, is it good debt or bad debt? Well, it's bad debt. And remember what I said, treat debt as a loaded weapon? Well, you know, if this debt gun goes boom, it's going to do a lot of damage. Now, this type of boom has happened before. In 1971, Japan was finally emerging from the effects of World War II and becoming a world economic power. The Japanese were exploring cars, and television began exporting cars and televisions to the United States. And because we were importing more than we exported, the Japanese took payment in U.S. gold. In fact, one of the reasons President Nixon converted the dollar from money to a currency was to stop this hemorrhage of gold. Now, in the 1980s, instead of using gold to finance the economy, the Japanese used U.S. debt 
as the collateral for their debt. Now, this caused the Japanese economy to boom just as the Chinese economy is booming today. It made the Japanese look like geniuses. Business books and magazines trumpeted the magic of Japanese business management. Well, then in the 1990s, early then, the Japanese boom busted. Their stock market crashed and the most expensive real estate in the world became cheap. Today, the Japanese economy continues to struggle. Now, of course, China isn't Japan. China's advantage is that it learned from Japan's mistake. That's why the Chinese stubbornly refuse to revalue their currency. They don't want to make it more expensive the way the Japanese did theirs. Now, currently, the Chinese yuan is pegged at 7.6 yuan to yuan U.S. dollar, and this makes the United States accuse China of being unfair. We'd like to see the yuan float the way the Japanese let the yen float. This would make it easier for us to reduce our balance of trade as well as pay back our debt with cheaper dollars. The problem is that the Chinese know from the Japanese experience that we can talk tough but not act tough. They simply hold too much of our debt for us to take measures. And if the Chinese started dumping U.S. dollars and bonds on the world market, the world economy might well crumble, crumble just as the Japanese economy crashed nearly 20 years ago. Now it's time for a new standard. While it's tough to predict the future, one thing is for certain. U.S. dollar will continue to go down in value and savers will be losers. As people all over the world piling debt, piling debt upon debt and spending like fools, it might be best to follow the Chinese. They've never trusted banks, but have always trusted gold. Maybe it's time we start doing the same. That was from Robert Kiyosaki. Link to it will be in the show notes. If you have any questions, you can call toll-free 1-866-TMP-2860. We will be right back with business. This podcast is proudly listed at the best podcasting directory on the internet, podcastpickle.com. We now return you to your regularly scheduled download, already in progress. This show is a proud member of the Financial Podcast Directory. You can find this and other financial-related podcasts dealing with your personal finance at financialpodcastdirectory.com. Now, as for business, it is visual branding. And I'd be wondering, well, what, what is visual branding? Next week, I'll be talking about audio branding. <laughs> but... This week is visual branding, and I'm talking about branding your company, making your company come out as a certain way to your customers, and this is visual branding. Now, obviously, if you have a business, you have a certain uh, feel for your business, and that feel should be shown in your website. That's one way for visual branding, and it's also shown in a place of business. If you have office building there and on your letterhead and ma- mailings from your company and brochures and flyers and all making it feel like your company. Now, of course, I, one perfect example of visual branding, and this happens every single time I'm in a car with my younger sister, is we drive by and now I, I only have to say the word and <laughs> and I know you know what I mean. And but we'll be driving along 
And my sister, she's about four or five, she'll look out the window and she'll see the golden arches. And what does she say? McDonald's! <laughs> That's a perfect example of visual branding. And of course, you could just see the building. It's red and gold and white. Although, I don't know what they're doing with some of the McDonald's buildings. But that's behind the, beside the point, but that's visual branding for you. That M, golden M, golden arches, whenever you see that, you think McDonald's. Whenever you see, insert your company that you like here, it, rem it thinks of this company. As you think of... Uh, Green Bay Packers, you know it's a G that's green and gold. You think of the Bucks, certain, if you could just see a certain picture of the Bucks, and you think, oh, that's the Milwaukee Bucks, or Chicago Bulls, or uh, how about the National Football League, NFL? <laughs> There's one that's, that is all visual branding. Same thing with Apple. They've pasted it on every single one of their Macintosh computers. A picture of an apple with a bite taken out of it. Ah, sort of funny there. But, hmm, yeah, bite, computer, technology, terms. Anyways, that's visual branding for you. Same thing with Dell. And you want to bring across to your customers a certain way, a certain style. Dell has their style, Apple has their style, McDonald's have their style, so do Burger King's, Dunkin' Donuts, and every other company on the face of the planet. You want to come out with a visual brand that is easily recognizable from your customer's point of view, where they can look at that picture or that text or whatever it is that you have, and they say, yep, that's that company. And first things first, you want to settle on what sort of visual brand that is going to be. The visual brand would be known as a logo for your company. And you want to decide that. As a matter of fact, I just got a logo done for one of my podcasts. So <laughs> you want to have a certain logo, certain branding for that company. You don't want to change it. You rarely want to change it. You shouldn't ever change it unless you, there's a desperate emergency that you have to change it. But, and I can see how it would be sort of odd where you come up, where you're a lawn care company, and of course your name's the same, but you keep changing your logo on all your brochures and flyers, and you hand them out to people, and you're like, well, what, is it this yard care company or is this this yard care company are they one and the same you want to settle it down first things first what logo it is and in that logo it will basically express your company as a whole the way they feel the way you act the way you do business the way that things are done whether you're professional whether you're flashy whether you're um whatever you want to put forth to your customer as and how you run how you run your business how you how you envision your business looking and feeling and operating and the same thing for visual branding goes for your website and you want to brand your website 
visually in the same way that your company is. It and it, it just works better that way because you don't want to have a, a different type of layout and look for website and then people come to your company and they find something totally different. For example, it's a... Uh, your logo is a cloud and you have like a cloud somewhere for your website and green grass yet when people get there they find out it's a a gear shop where they make gears and such that really fit with your business no what would fit is having gears for your company website and I'm, of course, taking it to the extreme, but you know what I mean. You want visual branding. You want your company to be able to stand out. And when people look at that logo, now that logo can have text in it, can have images. It can have whatever you want in it so that when people look at that, they say, yep, that's that company. And uh, deep down, what they're thinking is, and that fits that company perfectly. I mean, I look at that logo, and I think that's exactly how that company is. Professional, clean, and they do everything perfectly for me. And same, you could just think, just look at the, next time you look at the logo, the Golden Arches for McDonald's, think, you get to think, yep, that's McDonald's, or fast food, and whatever else you want to insert there. But that's what you want to have for visual branding, and... Tune in next week to find out about audio branding. This is something that, hmm, first time I'll be talking about, so I don't know how many other people have talked about it, so tune in for the latest next week. And if you have any questions about what was discussed for business today, you can call our toll-free comment line, 1-866-TMP-2860. We will be right back with technology. This podcast is part of the Blueberry Network. You can find this and other fine podcasts at Blueberry.com. That's Blueberry without the E's. You're listening to the Taylor Merrick Podcast, a proud member of PodcasterWho'sWho.com, the Who's Who of podcasting. This show is a proud member of the TechPodcast.com network. Find out more about this and other shows at www.techpodcast.com. Techpodcast.com. If it's tech, it's here. As for technology today, I'm sure you're pretty sick of the iPhone. It came out, and all you've been hearing from the media and other people in the blogosphere and the pod sphere and everything is iPhone, iPhone, iPhone. And one person said, <laughs> they Twittered this. They said, uh, the iPhone right now being mentioned today is uh, about the same thing as uh, Paris Hilton being released from jail. And, uh, boy, I'm sick of that. <laughs> With uh, Paris Hilton's getting out of jail and you know, people are taking pictures and won't leave her alone and they're chasing her in her car and they're cutting her off and taking pictures. <laughs> and the same thing with the iPhone. Oh, here's some interesting things about the iPhone you might not know. Of course, um... <clears throat> It goes for a pretty high price. Now, and as rumors thinks, had iPhone been priced at around $150, that would have shaken up an already established market of 
uh, Motorola and Nokia and other cell phone companies. And another thing for pricing is that the iPhone has they actually like have it priced double what it cost to make it, so they're making double profits off of it. So it costed like uh, three hundred or less dollars to make this iPhone, and they're selling it for five hundred, six hundred dollars. So they're making double the money off of what it cost to produce, and. So, of course, now they're going around that well, iPhone will be a lot more profitable than Motorola or Nokia. And other thing is that I found out a neat little feature. I don't know if you noticed if you have an iPhone or not, but how you zoom in on the iPhone, if you're looking at web pages, is, uh, of course, you can just double-click on the screen. That's just auto-zoom if you want to control it manually. What you need to do is put your uh, your pointer finger and middle finger like right next to each other down on the screen, and then pull them apart. So like put your put two fingers down on the screen, like right next to each other, and then pull it apart, and like making your fingers wider. It'll manually zoom in. I don't know how you zoom out. Maybe it's opposite what you do to zoom in. So, but also. Uh, for those of you who had an iPhone, I'm wondering, I'm curious, how many of you, when you walked in to get your iPhone, how many of you had uh, the Apple employees cheering for you, sort of cheering and welcoming you into their Apple store? I'm curious to know. You can shoot me an email, taylor at taylormerrick.com, or you can call in 1-866-TMP-2860. I'm actually kind of interested because I know Callie Lewis with Geek Brief TV, she had her, and she walked into the Apple Store to get her iPhone, people were cheering and clapping as she went in and as she left, and I haven't exactly, don't exactly know what happened in the Milwaukee area, uh, there's two Apple Stores in the Milwaukee area, so I'll have to go check and find out and get back to you on that, but I'm curious to know, why don't you call and let me know what happened, what the experience was with that, and... Also, this just in, Apple has sold 700,000 iPhones. What an accomplishment, huh? 500, 700,000 iPhones. Already halfway to their goal that they were expecting. <laughs> and uh, well, I would like to go out and buy an iPhone. Of course, I can't afford it right now. And I would rather let the bugs be worked out where I went out and I got it. There's plenty of stuff that needs to be done. First of which is, uh, I think that it, there's some problems going on with AT&T. It was reported on the west coast of the United States that, uh, something shut down disabling web access to with mobile phone something happened there's a problem a glitch on the west coast so and you know really AT&T had all this time because they I, I they know that this iPhone is going to come out and there's going to be a huge demand for it so they should have done the smart thing and that is update what they have that the stuff that they have that it they're using right now 
is so outdated, it's <clears throat> might as well be called a mm, close to dinosaur time. Although not not really that far, but it really needs to be added more to where Sprint and Verizon are. Now see, if iPhone were to use Sprint or Verizon's service, that would work a lot better and a lot smoother. Out because I'm planning on getting Verizon, I'm hearing a lot of good ports from Verizon about the iPhone, using an iPhone on their network. And... What else news happened? Oh, I am also wondering how many of you waited at an AT&T store or another store versus standing line at the Apple store. Now, I've heard from other people and plenty of other people right in my area and other podcasters that, well, you know, Apple created this phone. Apple's coming out with this phone. Why don't you go and create... Why don't you go and buy it from Apple themselves, Apple stores? And, ooh, here's another hidden thing. You should you should go to my website, taylormerrick.com, to video operation, get iPhone. And it even tells you right there that, well, if you want an iPhone, go to Apple stores because Apple makes the iPhone and thus you should buy it from Apple. Not AT&T and wait in line there because they might not have it. They said they're, they're going to ship it to Apple stores anyways. So, and then of course, with every fun release and every new product, especially iPhone, there comes problems, is activating the iPhone and... Uh, activation, it really didn't seem like the people at AT&T for activating an iPhone really didn't know what to do in order to activate it. People at a different, and this is secondhand information that came from Callie Lewis and Geek Brief TV. She said that the people with T-Mobile knew better how to work the iPhone than the AT&T people did. And... And of course, there's a whole bunch of fun extra charges that is when it's all said and done, really for the entire year for getting this iPhone, you should have budgeted uh, budgeted at least a couple thousand dollars, maybe two thousand dollars, because you're going to, of course, they're paying six hundred dollars for an iPhone, uh, another like ten, twenty dollars a month extra if you want to use the uh, a web surfing and unlimited minutes capability type of thing so really when it's all said and done uh you might be spending more money than you expected which should be a hint you should have at least a couple thousand saved up and devoted just for the iphone as neat as it is and as automatic as it is well i'm just going to wait until like maybe version 2 comes out cost goes down and at&t has finally figured out what to do with their network and improve it then maybe i'll go over to them or i might get microsoft phone or google phone i don't know it depends but i i like the ipod and the ipod <laughs> the iphone i can't even think straight today iphone and uh, just watching videos and even wanting to play around with it who knows you just might find me in a milwaukee apple store playing around with an iphone coming to a store near you because <laughs> I like it so much I mean there's no 
This is a good thing. This is the perfect thing about what Apple has done. There is no phone like this on the market. No phone like this on planet Earth. This is the first phone, and this is this is technology I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on. Of course, I will get my hands on it when it's a more bumps and kinks, more of the serious nature are worked out and then of course I'll be another hopefully happy member of iPhone. <laughs> so hey if you have anything or if yeah, you have an assignment how many of you waited at Apple store or AT&T store or other place call me or if you had the Apple employees cheer you when you came in to get your iPhone cheer you both as you came in and you left and greet you and call me or if you want to talk a little bit about the iPhone by all means use our toll-free number 1-866-TMP-2860 music you heard playing today while I was talking about the iPhone is from Jeff Smith and it's called hello hello you can find it at music.podshow.com the podsafe music network and that will wrap it up for technology Thanks for listening to this episode in the Taylor Merrick Podcast. Show notes for this episode and past episodes can be found by going to taylormerrick.com. If you have any questions, comments, ideas at any time, please call 1-866-TMP-2860. Don't forget to join in the conversation at the Taylor Merrick Podcast forums. I'm Taylor Merrick, and I will see you next week. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.